This episode is brought to you by One World Empowered. Hey there, tired mama. Do you wish you could push a reset button on your energy? Like, do you want to keep up with those energizer bunnies that are running around you all day? I know, I know, I know. I feel ya. Coffee can only do so much. Well, don't you worry. I've got you covered. Now just imagine a community of mamas who know the struggle and are working together to harness and reclaim their energy. We're talking about a true community of mamas who get it. Daily practices to jumpstart your days, accountability partners, group coaching calls to ground and recenter you throughout the 28 days. Does this sound like the exact dose of medicine you need in order to feel 100% again? If so, this program is exactly what you need if you want to be more present with your kiddos, if you think a new routine will help you maximize your time and you enjoy having an accountability partner to help you with developing that new routine and those new habits, if you'd like to increase your patience and energy all while reducing your stress and anxiety, and if you think it would be amazing to have an understanding community of mamas who get it and are on the same path towards healing. Mama, today is the day you choose you and level up. Come join our 28-day energetic reset for moms by visiting www.oneworldempowered.com slash work with me and click the learn more option next to the energetic reset program or just scroll down and click the link in my show notes below. I can't wait to meet you and witness you step into your full potential. See you there, mama. You're listening to the Empower to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Dina T, and I'm so excited to take you on a journey through stories of everyday experts as we share the ways we've harnessed the power inside us to improve the quality of our lives and the health of our minds. We're so excited to have you here with us and hope you feel inspired and empowered to heal. Hello, you beautiful souls. Thank you for joining the Empower to Heal podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us today because we have a special guest that is going to be sharing some intimate details of his life that I just know is going to resonate with many of you listening. So I am welcoming Jared Madison Frey to the podcast today. And I would really love for um, Jared to share with us a little bit about his life going through mental illness. So I first met and discovered Jared through a friend of mine who uh, created Peace Pals, which you guys know from past episodes. And so through the creation of Peace Pals and getting connected to one of my own Peace Pals, I became aware of this podcast called The Bipolar Bachelor. And Jared is the podcast host of The Bipolar Bachelor and has created forums online to be able to create space for people to see the reality of what living with mental illness can look like, the hope tied to it, and the inspiration that many need to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even after really big struggles. And so I'm so excited, Jared, to have you on the, the podcast today. So thank you for so much for joining us. Yay. Thank you, Dina. I love you already. We, Dina came on my podcast, so you'll be hearing her and my, hers and mine episodes probably about the same time. So, um, you know, we look forward to being able to release this episode for her and the episode she did for me. That was just a magical time. I thank you for coming on my podcast. Now I get to come on yours. Oh, it's 
such an honor to have you, Jared. Can you start by sharing with us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you're using kind of the platforms you have to promote and mental illness, the understanding of mental illness and destigmatize mental illness? Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Jared Madison Fry. Uh, Dina actually said it right. Unlike a lot of people, um, it's British. So um, funny enough, most of my following is in the UK. Um, so I have, they come in second place, of course, to America, because obviously here in America, it's going to have the biggest following. Um, I started this podcast back in February and released it in April, April 7th. Um, and it went completely viral. In the first two months, I had over 2,100 downloads, which automatically needs to get put into the top 200. So I got invited to this prestigious place in podcasting community. Congratulations. Um, that is a feat. I know. So it was very exciting. It was very exciting um, when they called me and told me that I was number 81 in Mexico, number 80 in UK and in America, number 72. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So um, they told me about that. And I was like, this is nuts. Like I, ex I started this podcast with the, the goal of helping and healing one person. If I could heal and help just one person mm -hmm. on their journey with mental illness and let them know that they are not alone, that there is always hope, that God is always on their side, regardless of whether they believe in him or not, um, that he is just one step away if they want to turn to him and, you know, if they want to embrace him and allow him to change their lives. Because it wasn't until I did that, and we'll talk more about that as we get on in the podcast today, but I just want to say if it wasn't for God, my support system, my friends, my family, Dina, mm -hmm. you know, people like you, my guests of my podcast and people I'm guests on their podcast with, because we form these bonds as, as guests and hosts of podcasts mm -hmm. that, you know, is unique because we continue to keep in touch and you continue to come on each other's show as time goes on. So I, I, I thank you, Dina, because you've become a part of my support system and I've become a part of yours, you know? So I think, if I hadn't had my journey into hell and back, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today because it was the Lord who took me out of that. And Jesus came and saved me out of that pit that I was in because if I was, if I'm being honest, I was trying to kill myself the fastest way possible. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't going to do it through smoking, I was going to do it through drinking. If I wasn't going to do it through drinking, I was going to do it through drugs like meth mm -hmm. or cocaine or marijuana, you know, and thankfully I'm still around to be able to tell my story because had I had I left this earth when I wanted to back in February 10th of 2020 I wouldn't have I wouldn't be here today to tell this fabulous story to you you know because my journey has been one of uh very big mountaintops and very low depths the depths of depression that I talked about in episode four on my podcast is real the heights of the manic episode in episode two we talk about um episodes of this I can't remember the title but right now but um it's an episode on mania and what that's like mm -hmm. when i finished doing my interviews of podcasts i've done four interview podcasts in the last two days and this is number five <laughs> so um i when i get some time to put thoughts together and thoughts to paper i will do an episode on psychosis which is mm -hmm. the highest of the high yes so um all that to say is god is taking the reins with this and he mm -hmm. said me about two weeks ago now two weeks ago tomorrow that I've got very big things planned for you Jared I've got very very big things planned for you and it's not because of what you've done but it's because of what I've done it's because of what I've done in you and I'm doing in you 
to create a new thing for all the world to see so that you can go forth and minister to the next generation using your story of pain and anguish with the words of God and the love of Christ using the gift that he's given me. Mm. That's my mission statement that he gave to me 11 years ago, you know, 10 years ago. I love that. So, I love all that. that. To say is, yeah, thank you. All that to say is that that's my mission. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. You know, um, I, I don't know where it's going to take me. I, I pray it globally because I've had a heart for global missions since I was a young boy of four years old. Um, and yes, I look forward to seeing where this chat's going to go today, Dina. So spirituality, I, I just want to speak to that for a moment because it sounds like spirituality has been a huge faucet in your healing journey. And mm-hmm. has that been, has that always existed or was there a moment where you came to finding God and, and healing through that journey? It's a great question, Dina. Um, it's existed since I was three years old. Okay. I prayed to receive Jesus, quote unquote, or I asked the Lord Jesus into my heart, quote unquote, whatever. I began a relationship with Jesus at three years old. Mm-hmm. I was in the car with my mother and my grandmother and my mom's side. So her mother, my mother and her mother were together with me and they prayed with me to receive Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I began a relationship with Jesus. And at four years old, um, an evil spirit came to me in the form of a man mm-hmm. and he molested me and uh, raped me. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I know I'm smiling. <laughs> It's just awkward to talk about. Um, yeah. I don't talk about it very lightly. Um, but that's what had happened at four years old. And my soul kind of got split in seven pieces, like Lord Voldemort, if you will, mm. um, off of Harry Potter. Um, and it wasn't until age 30 that I got repaired. Mm. And age 31 now, where I'm at, I'm about to be 32 in less than a month. Um, so for my 32nd birthday, I would like to go back to the physical appearance of what I was before, because I was in such great shape before my medication had to go up before all this had to take place. But really bipolar disorder and mental illness is really just brought on by trauma. Yes. Most 90% of the cases of any kind of mental illness is trauma-based. And I know you and I talked about that a little bit at length before. Sorry, I'm crying a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> when I get raw like that, you know, uh, the tears just kind of come. Um, mm. So. I want to honor, Jared, I want to honor what you just shared with us because that is so vulnerable, so heavy. You use the word raw. That is like straight to the core right there. And to acknowledge and hear the effects of something like that, what it can do to you long-term. It does. It splits parts of your body. I love that you said split you in seven different ways, right? Because well, it you- did. I had seven different personalities that I yes. began to grow into as it was almost like a tree. I split in seven different directions. And as this tree began to kind of form and take what's seven, that's six, this is seven, seven different branches. So it's one person but seven different branches. And I've taken the years of therapy, healing, natural medication, psychiatric medications to rein all that in and rein the tree in to become one whole trunk again. Mm-hmm. And now the branches are just the beginning to start starting to spread out, but they're not branches of personalities. They're branches of Jared Madison Fry, mm-hmm. one Jared Madison Fry, one whole Jared Madison Fry. 
And so I say that not lightly and not without education. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not an expert. I may have books behind me, but that's just backdrop. (laughs) Um, If if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to it, there's a a backdrop of books behind me and it's beautiful, hand painted. Um, But I say that to say, you're not alone. If you're experiencing multiple personalities disorder, you're not alone. You're not, you're not dead to the world. You're not dead to society. You're not a, a plague. You know, people don't understand you. No. And I, excuse me, it breaks my heart mm-hmm. that you would think the same things that I felt, that you're worthless, that you're a piece of shit, uh, dog doo-doo. I don't know if we can curse on this You show. can curse. Be you. Okay. Just be you. <laughs> I don't want to curse. <laughs> no, if you, you don't, don't think that you're a piece of shit. You know, you're not. I thought I was a piece of shit. I tried. I, and we'll talk about this, I guess, now. Six days in. Um, I tried to commit suicide six days ago. Mm. In a psychotic state, I tried to commit suicide because I was done living with bipolar disorder. And I threw a plan. I didn't need a plan. I just needed to get myself off this planet, you know, and I tried to kill myself by jumping off the balcony. Well, thankfully I didn't. So I went down to the ground level. I slipped. And when I slipped, I, I hit my head like this and I laid back and I, I had the crown of my head hitting the, the ground. And that's where my head connected to the pavement, to the mm-hmm. cement. And it split wide open. And I, there was blood everywhere all over the ground. And I was out for at least five minutes straight before someone found me, mm-hmm. um, is what I was told. Mm-hmm. What happened when I passed out or when I, when I died, I guess, essentially, was I saw the face of God. And he looked like Hercules from mm-hmm. the uh, Disney movie Hercules. That, that was what God the Father looked like with mm-hmm. the beard, the smile, the eyes, the blue, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, his son was very dark and tanned, brown hair, a beard, and blue, 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 brown eyes. It was like they were brown, but with tints of blue in them, and they were piercing. And then the Holy Spirit was a woman, and she looked a lot like Dina, come to think of it. <laughs> Long, flowy hair, curls, beautiful face, slender thin, you know, just very beautiful woman, essence of woman. And... So I saw the three of them. I saw kings and queens of old walking around. I saw angels and demons wrestling with each other. Angels had the swords that they were stabbing into the demons to kill them and put them out of their misery because demons are just fallen angels, you know? And they they chose in the wrong path, but, you know, and it doesn't kill them. It just it kills them temporarily, and then they come back to life and form, and all you know, in another way. But mm. I, I learned all these things when I was out. It was out like I was, it was a hundred years. It felt like mm. it was five minutes in life. And so I, God said, "It's not your time. Why would you do this to yourself? It's mm. not your time. It's time to go back to your body and deal with the consequences of your actions. Mm. And now you have to live for me. But you have to. But you'll want to." because I have what's the best in store for you. You want Disney World? You want Universal Studios? I want to give you Disney World. Which one's better? <laughs> and I said Disney World. And he said, correct, my son. So go back and go in peace and be free to live the life you are destined to live. It almost then, sounds like a moment of awakening. Like... It was. It was a moment of awakening where I was like, oh, 
said something to me. I feel like I'm in, in this space since I was 10 years old. I've been wanting to be in this space since I was 10. I want to die now. Can I go to heaven, God, please? No. <laughs> I feel like I've I'm, met my purpose. I know. Like, I have fulfilled my purpose. So um, it was this moment of just beauty, of pain, of, you know, because when I got back into my body, I had a splitting headache. Like, my head was split open with an axe, clean open. Oh, my goodness, so, Jared. It was just an incredible moment of when I got to the hospital, they stitched me up. They, they asked if it was suicide. I said, no, I'm not suicidal. I was never suicidal and I lied. So tell me about it. that. Yeah, tell me about that because yeah, you I have do. experience. Yeah, I have experience. So February 10th, 2020, I tried to kill myself. I talked myself out of two hospital stays because I was brought to the hospital saying I was threatened to kill myself. And both times I talked myself out of it. Well, the third time I was brought in, it was because I assaulted someone, my father. Mm. I'll, just let, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. I, my dad and I got into a fight. I went and kicked down their door. He came at me and I thought he was going to hit me. So I punched him first mm. and I fell off, the, um, the, fell off the balcony and we got into a scuffle. He pinned me down. He knew how to pin me down because he had done this many times before where I had attempted to hit him. I never actually hit him. But the first time, this is the first time I clocked him. Yeah. Clocked him. Mm. I'm not proud of that. No. Um, but I, that's what, and I had me in the hospital because the cops were called. They, they threatened assault, you know, this, that, and the other. I was put in the hospital and then I was there for 12 days. And that was mm. my rock bottom. I've never had a rock bottom before. This wasn't rock bottom for me because I didn't do anything to bring this on. This was brought on by medication changes that were not appropriate for my body. Mm. And my doctor doesn't know what he's doing. So I'm trying to find a new doctor who will work with me and who will let me make the calls that I need to make because I know myself and I know my illness and I know my body well. Let's so, talk about that too. Because you're, ta you're touching on so many gems, Jared. I, so yeah. you're, you're sharing the reality of hospitalization brought on by psychosis, right? And right. A, a mania. And you're talking about, you're talking about the reality that you have been in your body for many, many years, experiencing medication changes, treatment modalities, you name it, what they want to call it, and you've learned what your body needs. Yet despite that, oftentimes, especially if you're put into the hospital, which if you would have said, yes, I was suicidal and you're put into the hospital, like, bam, there goes medication changes, right? That's the whole purpose of the hospitalization is medication exactly. changes. Exactly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Mind blown. But so it's you, like if I would have just said, yes, I could have gotten the medication changes I wanted, but I don't do well in hospitals and hospitals tend to scare me. But I'll tell you this, I'm going to let you in on a secret, if I may. I'm going to take a sip of my No Bad Days mug because I need a sip of this. You ready? <laughs> so in hospitals, I do well because until the medicine kicks in, I see things in the spirit realm. Mm. And I, I see I see angels, I hear angels, I see them in the patient. I can kind of manipulate myself to be in favor with all the um, nurses and techs and aides and everybody. I, I just know how to work hospitals because I've been in them for the last 14 years. I've been diagnosed with this stuff since I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old and now I'm 32 um, almost. So I've been dealing with this for almost the last 14 years. And I've, I've had success each and every time because God's got his hand on me. So let me tell you this. If you are someone who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't want to believe in God, who, who's been hurt by God, so you think, 
I challenge you to think again because he is the only one who can ever make sure that you don't kill yourself in a mental hospital. He, can, he is the only one ever who will make sure that you don't kill yourself on the outside of a mental hospital in those deep dark times when you are wanting to be held by someone, when you are really wanting to be you know, coddled by someone who's, who's, who's longing to just feel the warmth of someone's touch on their skin in moments of depression or who's spending money like crazy and needs boundaries and needs people to love on them. And, you know, that's what we talk about in episode three of my podcast is the support system and the importance of support systems, the importance of having people in your life who keep you accountable and who know how to tell when something's wrong with you, you know, and next time we're going to talk about the, the states of psychosis and different states of psychosis once we get through all these interviews that we're doing right now. But I think it's important to know that God is never against you, a dear one. He is never against you. And you need to know that he is always for you. So I challenge you that if you haven't met your maker, I challenge you to do so. And just say, reach out to God and say, Jesus, save me. And that's all it takes. He sees your heart. He knows your heart. But that's the one thing in my life that has constantly been with me through every bout of psychosis and mania and rape and molestation and, you know, cancer diagnosis, AIDS diagnosis. And guess what? I have none of those things anymore. I am completely healed. I am completely healed and I am completely whole because of the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross for me 2,000 years ago on Calvary. And I, I am here to testify to that today. So healing works. I work with a naturopathic doctor who we, we could talk about that. <laughs> yes, that's one thing that I really want to talk to you about. So when I was on your podcast, you were sharing about some supplements. I'm going to use the word, right? Some some natural remedies. Know what they are. It's, a, it's, a, it's a homeopathic remedy. You can remedy. actually call it what it is. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about that. So you, you're using that as healing, right? Though that yeah. is a medical treatment, a medication type of treatment, right? Yeah. And you yeah. have for 14 years moved from the system of probably starting 14 years ago with whatever the doctor just told you about to doing your own research right. and finding what intuitively matches your body. Tell me about that Correct. journey. So that journey started 14 years ago and I was diagnosed at 18 years old. Um, I was on all kinds of medication. I've been on every medication that there is, except for the new stuff. They haven't put me on the new stuff yet, which I don't get why, because I'm like, oh, I want to try it. Let's try it. What side effects will happen now? <laughs> My body's like a temple. I mean, not a temple, a tuning fork. I mean, it is a temple, but it's also a tuning fork. If something's out of frequency with my body, it shows in headaches, it shows in, in insomnia, it shows in mania, it shows in depression, it shows with all these different symptoms. So I wear this, I'm going to show you this, hold on. I wear this quartz, for those of you who are watching, um, quartz is a balancer in your body. And it, you know, it only works when you wear it against your skin, which is why I wear this necklace on the inside. But it's got tiger's eye in it, and you can't see it, it's like right there. It promotes healing. And so I learned about all this stuff when I met Dr. Nicole Kane. I met her about eight years ago now. So six years into my diagnosis and into my life with bipolar disorder, I met Dr. Kane. And she's the most amazing doctor in the world. I absolutely love her. She's my favorite doctor that I've ever worked with. And she stuck with me the longest. 
every psychiatrist I've ever had has only been with me for a year or two or maybe three at the most. And so that's a lot of psychiatrists over 14 years if you compare it to one doctor who's been with you eight years out of the 14 mm-hmm. years. And is she you a know? psychiatrist? What are what what is she trained she's as? A naturopathic doctor. Okay. She's a naturopathic doctor who specializes in counseling. She's got a master's degree in counseling. Um, she's got a uh, degree in naturopathic medicine and she works with homeopathic remedies to help reduce the effects of bipolar disorder on the body of a, a person diagnosed with it. Um, mm. She also does an anxiety program. She has created a complete program called the Anxiety Program, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, Dr. Kane, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy this um, because <laughs> you've been such a great mentor and such a great uh, help and aid to me over these years. Um, she has created an entire program to help reduce the effects of anxiety in a person. And it's, uh, it's expensive, but it's worth it because it's actually really not that expensive when you think about it. Like you think about how if you, someone who's on medication for being with anxiety um, and you want to get free from some of those benzotropines and all that kind of stuff, then I recommend Dr. King's course most wholeheartedly. And I stand behind it 100%. I've taken some of her courses in it within the course and my anxiety, now I manage my anxiety wonderfully. So it's definitely a great tool if you struggle with anxiety. Um, she's got tools for people with bipolar. She's got a podcast um, for Dr. Nicole Kane. I forgot the name of it, but I, I'm on it. I'm actually, I was on one of her very first episodes. So um, check her out on Spotify and Apple Music. You can Google Dr. Nicole Kane and her podcast will come up. So um, she's actually the reason that I started my podcast uh-huh. um, because I was inspired by her. And so now we actually work hand in hand together. Some of, the, some of our our visits are social media expert visits <laughs> where she gives me some of her wisdom on social media. That's beautiful. And she, so tell me about the remedies that she has given you. I'll go get one. And so you can see it for people who are watching. It's called Hyoscyamus. Okay. And it comes in a little vial, just like you would see on uh, the Emperor's New Groove and uh, Yzma. <laughs> from the Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. This is one we had to recreate a label for because um, I've ripped it off in state of psychosis. This is Hyo and 30C. That's okay. a potent. And are those, those are little sublingual tablets, right? Yes, they're sublingual tablets. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like when it comes from our highest famous. Okay. So I'm going to show you what it does and you'll see a visible reaction on me. Because as soon as it touches my tongue, it's just how it works with me. You know. We so can what's the purpose that. of it? What is it tar- targeting or treating? This is targeting psychosis and mania because okay. it's what I've been struggling with for the last couple of days. We change these remedies very frequently. Usually about once a month, I get a new remedy. Sometimes they can last as long as a year. Okay. It just depends on what your body needs. So you can see it's a little just pellet. A tiny little beadlet. Tiny little pellet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually am due to take this right about now, so it's good that I'm taking it. So you hit it under the tongue, and it gives me an instant sensation of release. I start seeing colors in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I my breathing just I get it like I, there's a fresh breath that just flows through me. Um, a little tingling under the tongue, nothing like a good tingling, um, and it just whew, makes you feel good. You know, 
Wow. I and so think, what's in those? Like what, what's the magic? Like snake, venom, snake venom, spider hairs, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, I'm not kidding you. No. you can look this up. <laughs> yeah. You can look this up on the internet. In fact, I challenge you guys look this up on the internet and I guarantee you, you're going to find this one probably has snake venom in it. It's high. Let me tell you how to spell it. It's high as I am. H-Y-O-S-C-Y-A-M-U-S. And look up the ingredients, the highest thiamus. I'll spell it again. H-Y-O-S-C-Y-A-M-U-S. Hyosciamus. And look up the, um, I'll give you a potency to look up. 200C, 200 and the letter C. C is in cat. So yeah, so that's, so now we have those, those higher potencies. So it goes 30C, 200C, so on and so forth. Um, because if you need a backup, are you looking it up right now? I am looking it up. I'm trying to see if I can find it. You can find it. It's very easy to find. Active Google ingredients. Can totally read them out loud. Hold on. I'm scrolling still. Okay. It just says active ingredients, hyosciamus. It doesn't say what they are? No. That's so weird. I'm so curious about it though. I think that this is the type of information people deserve to know. There's so like, tell me about antipsychotic medications and the side effects of those compared to what you're yeah. taking right now. So I was on an antipsychotic called Seroquel. I was on 350 milligrams of it at one point over the last week and a half. Okay. And I had to stop taking it because I started hallucinating people. I saw carjacking. On my, in my building and then across the street from my building it was an african-american man and i went and got a neighbor and my neighbor's like there's nothing there i'm like he's literally breaking into the car Aww. he's breaking into the car you don't see this he's like dude you need to go get some sleep wow yeah. so and so did it keep you awake or did it knock you out it too kept me awake for a little bit i came inside and i called my act team which is the team of people mm -hmm. who care for me Mm -hmm. um, which I'm not, I'm not like an old person. I don't need a team of people to care for me like that, mm -hmm. but I have social workers who come it's and like visit. It's like a crisis team. Right. It's a crisis mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. The assertive community care team. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I called them and they have a, a 24 hour line and somebody's always on call. Sure enough, one of the people that was on call was my social worker, Rob. And I've talked to Rob and I was like, Rob, somebody's robbing the cars across the street. Nobody else can see them. This is like, I, like, I need help. Like, He's like, well, I was like, I'm going to call the cops. He's like, no, do not call the cops because if you call the cops and tell them that there's somebody robbing the, the car across the street and you can't, you can see them, but nobody else can, they're going to come get you and bring you to the hospital. And we're trying to keep you out of the hospital this time around. I was like, okay, makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, good enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's like, go lay down, take, go drink some water, take some milk thistle to get that, you know, medication out of your body like dr kane recommended take some milk mm. thistle and um go get some sleep um, mm. take some melatonin sure enough i went to sleep i woke up the next morning i didn't even remember anything yeah but that's what like happens it wipes your memory it doesn't you can't function so i've been taking a supplement called ps100 phosphatidylserine 100 to um help with my memory because every time you go through a psychotic episode there's brain damage and this psychotic episode wasn't long lasting. It was, it came in phases. And this is the first time I've ever experienced it in phases mm -hmm. where I've gone into it and out of it, into it and out of it within a matter of minutes or hours or days, you know? 
And so the damage is done now. And so I've been taking some brain support supplements to help with healing the, the neurons and the electrons and the, 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 the connections between all those things in the brain. So, um, and it's been helping. I, I, I used to be someone who would skip from one subject to another and not remember to go back to the subject that he wanted to talk about more on, you know, mm-hmm. which was for me, the suicide note. I wanted to just make a note that if you are suicidal, please reach out to somebody. Yeah. Absolutely reach out to somebody. Tell them about your plans. They want to hear. And they don't want to hear so they can put you away. They want to hear so they can help you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to wrap up about that particular note. Mm-hmm. And back on to what we're talking about now, which is brain damage and psychosis. I, I couldn't do that six weeks ago. You know, Even when I was well and balanced, I was in a state of homeostasis for about a year. I still couldn't do that. And I had gotten onto a new job. I was miserable. I just, I was always miserable. You know, now I feel like I've finally gotten a bit of my life back. So what are you doing to treat the health of your brain then um, to heal through those? Like what's the regime that helps heal your brain from psychosis? The regimen that helps heal the brain from psychosis is just a lot of rest, mm-hmm. sleep, mm-hmm. sleep when your body tells you you need to sleep. I literally slept for an hour and 20 minutes prior to this, got up, threw myself together, took a shower. I hadn't taken a shower since the day before yesterday, which is fine. I, didn't, I haven't sweat, you know, or done anything mm-hmm. really overexert myself. I'm not disgusting. That's just part of what um, <laughs> happens with states of psychosis and mania. I, I know. I'm you don't have to preference that. Yes. <laughs> I think we're all but, well um, aware that you're currently in a healing journey right now. Like you are exactly. currently recovering from psychosis. Yeah. And so the part of the journey that is that is taking time off of work if you can't work mm-hmm. and they've given me over a week and a half off a week and mm-hmm. a week and a day a week and a day so I've had six days off of work mm-hmm. and that's not a vacation people if you need to take six days off of work to be mentally sound take mental health days that is not, I haven't done I mean I've done podcast stuff but that's I'm not having fun I'm not on vacation I still need a vacation (laughs) yeah I appreciate that the first thing that you said was sleep and rest because I think we often take that for granted yeah your body Mm -hmm. heals itself when you sleep and when you rest and so that's the biggest and best thing you can do also taking phosphatidyl saline ps100 taking theanine um, t-h-e-n-i-n-e theanine will also help L-theanine will also help that. Uh, taking your medication as directed, even if you don't feel good, you know, I haven't felt good and I still take my medication as directed, even though there have been times I'm like, I could just go to sleep and not take this stuff. But what is that going to do? Because it yeah. gets out of your system and then you go psychotic and manic again. Or it doesn't, you know, if you, if you put a gap in there, you'll mess up with the side effects and your body can make the side effects either exacerbated or, or less exacerbated. I know? think speaking to that as well, I want to highlight something. So when you are struggling with mental illness and you are taking medications, these medications that are prescribed by your psychiatrist are to treat side effects and maybe to change the to change the chemical composition in your brain for that moment, but it doesn't teach your brain how to produce the 
the appropriate chemical composition that it needs to withstand without those medications. And what you're sharing with us to show us a different side of healing with a homeopathic route, Jared, is a route that actually heals and isn't a band-aid or just treating symptomology. And that is so coming from the field. I was one of those social workers, Jared, that people would call in the middle of a psychotic state for help and to manage that moment with them. I was one of those people. I led those, I led a hospital stabilization team to get people out of the hospital and settled in the community 24 seven. And that, that journey, what you see psychiatric wise in that world of mental health, is very, it's all about pharmacology and old, old school, what I would say as old school, like therapeutic, like counseling approaches. Right. And the reality is, is that your whole body right now needs the attention of how it can heal in, in the root, right. In the root of who you are and what you need and what your body needs, what your gut needs, what your brain needs to heal together as a unit so that the symptoms decrease. And sometimes we need assistance to manage those symptoms while we're while we're doing that work. But that piece is missing in the public system here in Arizona. The piece that says, let's heal the root even while the symptoms are being managed. We spend so much time hyper-focusing on the treatment for the symptomology that that gets all the attention. You get in and out of the hospitals, you get changes of medications, you get the introduced to your third therapist in a year, right? As things are shifting and changing, but that's all noise, right? Trying to quiet the symptomology where we've got to get to the underlying need. And you found Dr. Nicole Kane, but I got to tell you, I don't know many Dr. Nicole Kanes in Arizona. (laughs) I'm about to blow your mind. Her office is in Scottsdale, Arizona. Stop it. Nope. I'm dead serious. So you see her remote? I see her remote. I've never met her in person over eight years. We're, we're trying to get there at some point, whether I go to Grand Rapids or Scottsdale. She's got two offices. Her practice started in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I, I was one of the very, I'm the OG. I was like the very first patient. And so her office is in Scottsdale, Arizona, and also in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She took a, a jump and moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan to work with Health for Life Grand Rapids. Um, but she still maintains her practice in Scottsdale. In fact, she spent a couple of months in Scottsdale recently where I saw her in Scottsdale when she was there. So oh yeah, my for you Arizona people that want to get on with Dr. Kane, I don't know what her new patient policy is like now, but it was crazy back when we first started. We had to fill out all this paperwork and this and that and the other. We spent two hours with her in the first visit. And then, you know, like it was just, it was a lot. And but it was worth it. It was worth every bit of it. Dr. Kane is by far my favorite doctor that I've ever worked with. And she recommends things like um, all these supplements that I've taken that are just, they, they help, they work, they're of the earth because we're not meant to take necessarily all these pharmaceutical supplements. And, I, and pharmaceutical medication and pharmacology and um, psychotic medication, antipsychotic medication, all that kind of stuff, has its place. Don't yes, get me wrong. I'm not saying that because yes, I it take it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't take that. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is some people can't take it. And for those people, there's an alternative, natural medication. And for people whose bodies respond to it, there's an alternative, natural medication. So I would consider if you want to work with Dr. Kane to be treated by her, this is a plug for my own doctor and a plug for Dr. Kane. So I get a free visit next time, right, Dr. Kane? Um <laughs> 
I, I think you guys should at least check her out. Go to drnicolecain.com. Um, Spell Kane for us. Is it C-A-I-N? D-R, no period. This is all one word. D-R-N-I-C-O-L-E-C-A-I-N. C-A-I-N.com. Um, okay. Check her out on Google. Um, go check out her website. She's beautiful. She's a blonde bombshell. I absolutely love her to death. She'll, she'll go to your first Hey, babe, what's wrong with you? Let's fix you. <laughs> she's, hey, darling. Anyway, darling, she sings opera. She's like, ah! So she's comfortable to be around. And I love that you said that she spends a couple hours with you in the beginning because that's what it takes, yeah. right? It that's takes that take true connection. She gets spends two hours with you, gets to know every bit of you and gets you on your first remedy in that two hours visit. And then you go, you go to half hour visits, 15 minute visits, 10 minute visits from there just to kind of check in. She isn't paid by insurance companies. Insurance will not take that in America. And that's what's a really shitty thing you know, about healthcare in America or mental health care in America. But um, what she does do is she offers reasonable rates. So it's 123 for a half hour, uh, 61 for 15 minutes and so on and so forth. Um, but she's absolutely worth every penny, you guys. I've, I've gone broke over Dr. King before and it's been worth it because mm -hmm. it's, it's the best care for me that I could possibly have. It's the best person for me that I could possibly need and it's the best atmosphere for me to promote true growth and healing and we've seen such growth and, and she's promised to be a lifer for me you know she's not going to be someone who just lets me go or stops practicing and runs away on me like all these other doctors have but she's going to be someone who's going to be there through the good and the bad and she's been here for eight years and she's not going anywhere you know so. That is beautiful. I'm going to put her website in the show notes here. I have a handful of yeah, people that I'm going to text after this and give them that yeah. information <laughs> because they need it <laughs> or their loved you know ones text need them, it. Them with the bipolar bachelor podcast link too. I will. Oh, I'm going to be including that on the bottom of the we show notes as well, her. my dear. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. We talk about her in almost every episode that I have because she's made that big of an impact on me. Mm. I don't mention my psychiatrist once because he's a jerk. <laughs> It's hard in the public system to find a psychiatrist that like matches what you need. It truly, yeah, truly is. is. And to feel heard. And for, I think one other thing I want to say about medication is oftentimes if you're somebody who has symptomology that comes off, that's pretty profound. Like what you've described your experiences are, Jerry. Right. And you're sitting in an office with a psychiatrist and you're telling them what you feel you need. Sometimes they say, you're not well enough to tell me what you need, or I don't believe you, don't or I know your history and I'm not going to fall into that. Or yeah. they like create these narratives that truly is not in your best interest. And I don't say that to like corner them. They they're, they're risk adverse, right? As yeah. a prescriber, they are risk adverse. And so they stay right. in a comfort zone of what they're familiar prescribing yeah. and they live in that. And you have to find somebody that's not just going to see you as a risk, but that's going to see you as as the the authority and the the knowledge and the wisdom and I know my body well yeah what you I think you need to do with my body and let's see if it works if it doesn't great we have yet to find a decent psychiatrist who will do that with us we did one and he um worked with Dr. Kane seamlessly Dr. Vergara and I missed him mm. um but something went down he didn't get to renew his contract with the act team and he had to leave so, but we actually reached out to him and he said he was only doing emergency inpatient right now, um, that he would consider doing his own practice in the fall. And if he does, he'd love for me to be a patient. So fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> exactly. Mm. 
Well, my dear, we are nearing the end of our time together. Is there anything you feel like that we didn't talk about that you want to spend time talking about? I feel like we've covered the gamut. We, uh, We did a good job, didn't we? We did. I have just blown away. I love your resilience. I love that you're sitting here. And I think this deserves praise and recognition and honor. You're sitting here six days after a suicide attempt, six days after being in the hospital, getting your head stitched up and you put one foot in front of the other and you do what you know gives you hope. You do what you know feels good, even if it's hard, even if you have to pull yourself together for it, because that's what healing is showing up even on the hard days, right? Resting when you need to rest, sleeping when you need to sleep, and then showing up and stepping towards those things that bring hope and healing. And you're doing that. And I just want to honor that. And I want people to see and hear that that experience doesn't define you. That experience doesn't limit you. That experience doesn't put you off on a corner saying, let's not rock the boat. That experience is simply an experience in a moment and mm. an awakening for you, right? And then you moved forward. And I, I yeah. think that is like, that is truly her- heroic. And I want to thank you yeah. for that, Jared. Oh, my pleasure, my dear. Thank you for having me on. I do want to say one thing in closing, if you don't mind. Yes, please. Um, if you're out there today, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, <clears throat> I'm not going to put my podcast voice on because my podcast is, you know, hey, welcome to the podcast. And I'm like, I want to I want to be real for a moment with you guys mm-hmm. because I feel like I can be after all this time we spent together getting to know each other and I uh, want you to know there's always hope mm-hmm. there's always hope and his name is Jesus you can turn to someone who has other than him that you will always need to go back to them um, it's time that you know that you're worth more than what you see it's time that you know that you're worth more than what you were it's time that you know that you're worth more than what you can be. Mm. You can be so much more. And he has such big plans for you. If only you turn to him in your moment of need and in your moment of weakness and say, please help me. You just cry out to him. And he will set you free. I'm going to share this one story with you. There's a man that I know um, who's on my podcast, David Droggett. He'll be on episode eight or nine or nine or ten, one of the two. He was in the mall the other day and he was praying, Lord, give me someone to minister to. And God said, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I will have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go. So he walks into the bathroom and in the little common area before you get into the men's and the women, God says, turn around and there's a woman walking towards you. Tell her Jesus loves her. He's like, God, I'm not going to do that. Jesus, did you want to minister for me? Do it. And he goes up and tells the woman that he loves her. The woman's got shopping bags all around her arms and everything. He says, um, I know this sounds weird, but Jesus, Jesus told me to tell you that he loves you. And immediately her face took on this, this just shock of horror and look of horror that she just clutched her mouth and had all of her shopping bags. Like she thought, he thought she would have dropped her shopping bag. And he said, I don't think you know how amazing that is for me to hear because I was literally contemplating suicide because of an issue of that, an issue of something that happened between me and my boyfriend last night. Hmm. And I've been walking around the mall every spot, every so often I'd stop and I'd say, Jesus, like, I'm done with you. You don't love me. 
and she'd repeat that mantra over and over in her head. But she cried out to Jesus and she thought he wasn't listening. And so for David to step out in faith and, and now he's been in contact with this woman, she ended up having to go to a hospital because she didn't make an attempt on her life even mm-hmm. after their encounter. But she's doing much better. And he's trying to find a place for her to live safely, which is what he does with Redwood United. Check out Redwood United, you guys, and uh, check out what David's doing and support him as well, if you wouldn't mind. But what an incredible story to kind of just close out our time together. Um, I really enjoyed being on your show today, Gina. Um, thank you so much for your heart. Thank you for your beauty and your pure, your purity in having me on here um, and just getting to share my story and everything with your listeners and thank you again for coming on my show and for sharing your story with my listeners. Thank you so much, Jared. It's been an honor to have you on here. I appreciate you sharing that story at the end. Absolutely. I think that that speaks. It impacted me when he shared it. Yeah. When he shared it, I was like, I was in tears. Like I am now. I'm still in tears. I've just been crying this whole episode. Not <laughs> oh, it's so, been so beautiful to have you on here. And I look forward to our continued friendship, my dear. Yeah, always. Alrighty, my dear. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered in your own healing journey. I know that many of you listening might be reflecting on your own stories that you may feel called to share. If so, please reach out to me at dinat at empowertoheal.com. That's D-E-N-A-T at empowerthenumber2heal.com. Or drop me a message through my Instagram handle at empowerthenumber2heal. I would love to connect with you and learn about your journeys so that we can hopefully continue to spread these powerful life lessons on empowering ourselves to heal. My contacts will also be linked in the show notes below so that you can easily find me. We are so eager to start a movement in showcasing the many ways we can heal. And you can be part of this movement too by capturing images and tagging them hashtag empower the number two heal on Instagram. We look forward to seeing all the ways that you are empowered to heal. I love you beautiful souls and thank you so, so much. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and review.